The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a fourth and free episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 742, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. I am on the website right now because I couldn't remember what the real name of the frozen dick coffee is. Um, and it's not called frozen dick coffee. And if you, you know, write true cult coffee and say, Hey, I'd like some of that frozen dick coffee. Uh, you'll probably get blocked. So <laughs> tell them I sent you. Cause then they'll block me too. <clears throat> cause then right. that'll be just funny. But so <laughs> you can pre-order Arctic swarm It is a cold brew coffee. It's available May 30th. You can pre-order it on the website. Now I'm, I'm on here. Like apparently I've missed a few things. Like I haven't seen in a while, um, the the organic swarm Mocha, knock it off. That's my puppy, who uh, and and her name is Mocha, like a, like a mocha latte. <laughs> there you go, huh, look, puppy. Look, look how that works. Yeah, I know it's crazy. But so organic dark roast single origin coffee from Costa Rica has notes of dark chocolate, citrus, and caramel. I I really feel like I need to order this and try it. Um, it just. It just sounds so good, right? And then, you know, you can get, obviously, get your cold brew. Would you knock it off, Doc? Get your cold brew instructions from the website. But so, Snowy, I know you tried the Midnight Roast, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So, you've had the Midnight Roast. That is now sold out. That was a special thing. Um, you can still pre-order in human condition. The uh-huh. Krampus Roast is sold out. And there's a, this one I don't remember. It's called Dial, Diabolical Divinations. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's click on that one. Because I, 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 I'm familiar with the Cafe Storm, the Natural Selections, the Muric Helvete, Muric Helvete being my favorite. Okay. Diabolical Divination is a premium single origin coffee summoned from Colombia. With a medium full body, smooth finish, it's inevitable that we will summon the almighty Brucifer. Um, <laughs> I... Can I tell you how much I love the fact that he talks about, like, oh, a single origin or does this? Like, 
they really understand what they're doing. You mm-hmm. know? Like, like that, that's the thing, guys. Like, this is a metalhead, like a real metalhead, like really, really into all sorts of different types of metal and really loves coffee. And I, I, I want to point this out just for the fact that, you know, for so many years, metalheads are losers, burnouts, washouts, whatever. They have no capacity to learn. And like, thankfully, now you're seeing so many more metalheads, so many more people that are covered in tattoos in industries like this. Right. Where mm-hmm. it's like like a coffee or um, microbreweries like 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 craft. Right. And I, th- I think that's really where like a lot of metalheads flourishes, like crafting things with their hands, you know, no matter whether that's music or, you know, different foods, creations like this. But yeah, so um, trust me, guys, I say this all the time. Go to the website, truecallcoffee.com, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Don't miss out. Get on the email list at the very least. They've got all kinds of fun things out here other than just coffee. You can get coffee-scented candles, um, just all sorts of fun stuff. So go out there, True Cold Coffee, possess yourself a cup today. What's going on there, Snowman? Well, um, as uh, everyone has noticed, there really wasn't an episode last week. Right after I had wrapped up recording our sister program, uh, Wrestling Night in Canada, here on the Shining Wizards Network, as I was going home that night, you know when you just have that sickly feeling, you just know, okay, I can feel it in my throat, the, the body is just, you know, you just know that it's coming. Well, by the time I got home and by the time that eve by the time the evening was done, I was out. I was out like for four days, you know, to to a point where I was really about the third day, I was starting to get concerned. Like, is there something what's what's wrong here? Because generally, you know, a person gets sick, they're down for a couple days, but they take a t- some Tylenol, relax and all that, and you get through it. Well, yeah, this this had kind of hit me a lot harder than that, but I'm um, doing much better now. You know, I had a I had a better weekend, and we're going to get into all the all the work. Basically, this episode we don't have any like one topic. We're gonna have one of those episodes where we're just gonna kind of play catch up, and there's a variety of other smaller little things that we're gonna want to talk about. It's basically. It's Monday night as we speak. I'm about to step out. The legendary Dayglo abortions and random killing are in town. Two legendary Canadian punk bands. So I'm just sitting back with this show tonight. I'm going to have a couple lemmies here. I got going in my Buffy the Vampire Slayer mug. Making shots in my Friday the 13th shot glass. And we're just gonna have a good time shooting the shit. You can't you, you can't go wrong with that, especially on a Monday night. Like I've said this on the show before, and I'll say it again now. I love weekday shows. You know, I love it when a when a show comes comes through town on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, like it it gives you something to look forward to. Everyone is like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. 
I don't know. It's Tuesday night now. <laughs> I couldn't wait for Tuesday. So, yeah, and I'm doing this, which is the most important thing. And, you know, I'm glad everything is going down there in your neck of the woods. And I'm ready to rock and roll here. Before we kind of get into tonight's episode, today, as we speak, is former Radioactive Metal alum and good friend of the show, Lori Bravo, from the mighty Nuclear Death. Turns another year revolved around the sun, shall we say. She's a year older today. Happy birthday to Lori. Thank you so much for everything that you've done with Radioactive Metal and will continue to. And I thought maybe it would be a good idea if we uh, gave her a shout out and maybe dropped a track now here. See how it just comes smoothlessly. You know, transition to the mandatory metal segment. And for Miss, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Bravo's birthday, I figured we'd drop a track from The Mighty Nuclear Death. The, the album that I first discovered nu- Nuclear Death with, with was the, the D, but the debut record way back in the day. I bought this record pretty much. You know, sound unheard. This was pre-internet and all that. I took a chance and I was impressed. And to this day, I'm still a nuclear death fan and so proud to call Lori my friend. So, going to uh, let's from that debut record, Bride of Insect. Let's go with the title track. This is Nuclear Death for this week's Mandatory Metal.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hi, dude. Uh, as I pour another lemmy here into my Buffy the Vampire Slayer mug, tell me what's going on down there. All right. Well, we need to insert taps here because MTV News has shut down. Oh. And I keep trying to find articles that say more than that. That's pretty much all every article says. And I don't know about you, but I didn't know that MTV News was a real news desk. (laughs) Um, I I just thought it was Kurt Loder and somebody wrote some copy for him. Like he pulled it off an AP wire or something. Right. Um, and you know, and, and obviously they, they use songs by Megadeth and SOD and stuff like that. You know, ju- just okay. short enough of a clip that uh, Megadeth couldn't get paid for it. Right. Um, but like, where where were you the day MTV News shut down? Like, did you even realize it was still a thing? No, no, and I'm not okay. When you say MTV News. Okay, I, I know what MTV is, obviously, yeah. and I imagine MTV, much like much music up here, really doesn't do music videos anymore. Like, it's all reality TV bullshit, mm-hmm. like it is up here. I imagine it's it's MTV, that's what it's like down there now. Oh, same, yeah, so, Teen Wolf uh, debuted on MTV. Right, yeah, Teen Wolf right. Was, it was a MTV production. Oh, okay, so they did something mm-hmm. of value. Okay. <laughs> in the last 10 years they've okay. actually done something of value yes something of value so i'm going to guess that mtv news was kind of like their tmz of whatever no you know? it, I, it wasn't even, so basically mtv news would be okay if you're watching like a broadcast network and i don't know what it's like in canada but if you're watching a broadcast network here There'd be like news clips, like they come on. They'd be like, "Hey, you know, this is what's going on." Um, you know, local man bites dog. Um, you know, kid gets their first right. tooth and more at eleven, and then at eleven is like the full one-hour news, and they go into more stories. MTV News was basically like you know thirty-second minute commercial where they would just t- t- talk a couple of things. It was just like a short segment. I, I oh, never okay. took it seriously. I, I really had no idea it was even still going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I oh, just, fair enough. <laughs> like, we shut down MTV News. I'm like, MTV has technically been shut down forever. So <laughs> what's the news about? You know, they, they used to, it used to just be like music news, right? And I mean, yeah. and honestly, like, it was pretty cool. Like they would definitely break um, music stories, but I mean that was a different age before you could get everything off the internet at lightning speed. So mm-hmm. you know, if you had MTV on like we used to back in the day when they still played music, you would catch these things, and that's when it was fun. I, you know what? I, I think it'd be fun for us to to look up. Oh goodness gracious! It's gonna be one of those nights. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> hang on. I don't even know how many beers I owe you at this point for that. Um, but I think it'd be interesting for us to to look at how long, like, much music MTV had been on the air and how many of those years included music. Yeah. 
I imagine yeah. it's well. Every once in a while, I see these memes come across on my Facebook timeline where it's like MTV. 40 years on the air. Thank you for 15 years of music. Right. And, <laughs> and all that is like, and I just got to go, yeah, that's much music up here, too. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad. Like, and we've talked about this on the, sh- on the show before. Like, we've had the glory days up here of much music up here with the Power Hour, which introduced us to so many great bands and new albums and we got our news from there as well it was just and it was something to once again look forward to on thursdays you know yeah yeah yep yep so so that's the demise of mtv news which okay that's too bad i like it doesn't really (laughs) i never really gave it much I know. I like. That, I think that that was the biggest shock. It was kind of like, wait a second, MTV News is still going. Like, <laughs> like, right. like yeah. who was taking that seriously? You know, like I guess. Just, I guess it's nobody. Still... And they finally said, "Ah, fuck it." Yeah. All right. Have you seen the Electric Mayhem on Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. How um... many did you watch? I'm only two in because last night, oh, we've had sports playoffs going on around here and all that. I know it's been up for about a week now. Okay. And I just saw the icon on Disney plus, you know, throughout, throughout the week, you know, whenever we happen to be on it for something else. And I saw, okay, Muppets mayhem. Okay. I'm going to have to check this out. Okay. And I put it off. I put it off until like last night. I commandeered the TV. Everyone else was kind of done. Okay, I'm going to go check this out now. Thinking it's just going to be like a an Electric Mayhem uh, variety show or something. You know, which is cool. So, okay, I'm going to check this out now. It's a series? Holy shit. Okay, I'm getting as much of this into me as I can. It was pretty late as I started. So, no, I got the first two episodes in. But I'm loving it. This is fantastic. Dude, likewise. Like I, I finished the series. I will give you no spoilers. Uh, we'll talk All about right. it when you finish it. Next but, week. Yeah, but I, I got to say, dude, like, so for me, um, episode one was just out of the gate amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. Episode two and three were like, eh. I'm like, I'm not sure where this is going. And then once episode four hits, it is like, just get ready for the ride. Oh my goodness, dude. It just gets better mm. and better. And just the jokes, like, like the people that put this show together, the, the writers, the producers, they really understand the Muppets and they really understand these characters. They really, mm-hmm. really wrote for these characters. Well, dude. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. Yes. Yes. And I noticed one of the writers and producers and all that is one Adam F. Goldberg. And I don't if know I, who that is. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Okay, you know the sitcom The Goldbergs? I've never seen it, but I know it exists. Okay, it's basically that 70s show, but based sometime in the 80s. They never would say exactly, exactly what year, but it was based on the life of one Adam Goldberg. Gotcha. Okay, who was a character in the show, but it's based on the writer and the producer. And when I saw Adam Goldberg 
in the credits, it all made sense. Because Adam Goldberg was just like, he was he was the ultimate geek. And so, like, Electric Mayhem just it would have to be one of his favorite bands. Yeah. So, so that, it's, it's got to be the same one. How about in the first episode where Tommy Lee is there showing off his mayhem tattoo? <laughs> the mayhem tat, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I got drunk. They, they got <laughs> exactly. me drunk and they tattooed me and all that. Yeah. Oh, okay. dude. Okay, just, yeah. just all, all, all the jokes, all the cameos. Uh-huh. It's it's insane, and like the music. Like, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time that I have heard this big of a variety of music that I have enjoyed this much. Right on. And, yes. Um, there's an Electric Mayhem album, in case anybody's wondering, and you can get it on vinyl. <sighs> How come I did not know that? Uh, it only came out like last Wednesday or Friday. Oh, for the show to yeah. coincide with the show. Yes. Okay. All right. That's why. Because I'm I'm racking my brain. Like I know I have a Muppet albums from back in the seventies and all that. Yeah. But I'm waiting. Why? I would have this. You know, yeah, like just came what, out. What's Okay. Good. I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'll be looking for it. Um, likewise. Likewise. Dude, it's just so good. I'm I'm so glad you're watching it. And it's funny, like, mm-hmm. shout out to my buddy John uh, from college. And John, not Iron City Rocks, John. Um, but my buddy John from college, he he sent me a screenshot of it. He's like, this is probably going to suck, but I have to watch it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, me too. And neither <laughs> one of us had high hopes for it. And I it popped up the one day, and I was like, plugging through this thing I had to build um, and I just I needed something and there were times where I literally had to stop what I was working on to laugh <laughs> and and yeah. that does not happen like, like there's all sorts of stuff I can watch and just keep going like oh it's a chuckle but I can keep working dude there are several moments that that and and the best part is some of the jokes are a slow burn, and then when it hits you, it's like, oh, geez, that's funny, <laughs> you know? Yeah, why didn't I see that coming? Yeah, it's so good, so good. So shout out to John for for um, even putting this on my radar. And I, like I said, I watched the whole thing. I, I can't wait to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like it's so yeah. good. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those. Uh, like, there's there's various different sitcoms. Now that I have various different apps on my on my Roku TV and all that, like yeah. my, my my smart TV, lots of uh, sitcoms that I really dug from back in the seventies and eighties. I have them at my fingertips now. I'm so glad. Okay, like this will be at my fingertips as well. Just yeah, uh, you know, along with so many of these other great sitcoms from from my yesteryear and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm loving it myself. I I can't wait to get through it. And yeah, let's sit down tomorrow and have have a couple of beers and yap some Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm all about that because that's going to be some good stuff. Um, so obviously, then, if you've seen the first two episodes, you saw them open with rock and roll night uh-huh. and, and the joke about the <laughs> lyrics part of every day. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that. I love that joke. Um, <laughs> you can't party all night. You got to sleep sometime. Yeah, and for <laughs> you, part. like I can't wait till you get to episode five. Okay, 
That's all I'm going to say. Because you're going to watch it and go, holy shit. Like, it's going to make your day. Excellent. It's absolutely going to make your day. (laughs) So, uh, next thing I'd like to talk about are the world's worst fraudsters. The world's worst fraudsters. Fraud. Fraudster. Oh, I thought you said fraudsters. No, No, people committing fraud. Okay. You know how, like, fraud is big business now, right? Where uh-huh. people try to impersonate somebody else, get you to give them money, you know. Um, they hack into your Spotify account and add email addresses and sell those email addresses so people can listen to Spotify. Like, all these different ways that people find to steal from other people to make a quick buck, right? Mm-hmm. Got to well, start cutting some hands off like they did in the medieval years. These geniuses decided that the way to get rich was to fraud Spotify. Okay. Now, you and I, we're in the industry. We've talked to how many bands. We follow all this stuff. We follow the reports. We know that, you know, 10,000 streams and you're not making any money, right? But like, right. it takes a lot. Like, you really have to have a big catalog. You build up the streams, then over time... But it it starts turning a profit, but it takes a while, right? Well, Mm. so these geniuses are using AI bots to listen to Spotify to generate money so they can make money. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a whole lot of work for 10 bucks. Yeah, especially if you end up getting busted for something. Like, do you want to, I don't know if you would go to jail or what? But to to be arrested, I don't know if that ten bucks is worth it. It can't be. I feel like they probably make more money working a fast food gig. Probably, right? Like, <laughs> like that's the reality here. And and the site the the site that's generating these songs is called Boomy, right? So like, for anyone who doesn't know, like AI, artificial intelligence, um, you know, if unless you've been living under a rock the last six months, I'm sure you've heard of ChatGPT. And all these things. And sorry, I don't talk about this stuff because neither one of us are a big fan of it. We're we're a fan of human creativity, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, I personally feel that. And I know there's gonna be people that are gonna argue me left and right, but they, they, oh, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool for some people. Like you know, pre-show, I was telling Snowy, I'm like, in the hands of Trent Reznor, this shit would be amazing. Uh, in the mm-hmm. hands of Jane and Joe Average, like we're just going to get more poppy crap. It's probably going to, you know, flood the airways and make us all dumber. Um, but I was telling Snowy, I think that what him and I should do is go to this Boomy site and try to create a couple songs and see what our experience is, and then like talk about it. Mm. So I, I think that thing that'll be a fun thing for us to do is to see how this works. But yeah. Spotify was saying that they had to take down all these accounts and these tracks and things that were just all AI created, right? And and that's the thing is like, so fraud, especially just fraud and cyber, cyber crimes, I guess we'll say cyber theft has really been on the rise since the pandemic. And mm-hmm. like now with AI, like I think it's just going to go through the you know, so it'll be interesting what happens there. But yeah, that's some weird stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. It's 
you know, there's a lot of science fiction, but you know what? A lot of this is uh, science eventuality, I think. I'm scared for the world when Terminator, okay, it has the possibilities to actually happen. Yeah. No, no. Really so, what you got? What else you got? Well, so uh, I'm saving the other things for our uh, discussion. Um, oh, okay. But yes. the last thing, Dave Lombardo has a new record. Really? Dude, it's it's fantastic. It's in metal, like on Apple Music, uh, which is how, how I stumbled across it. But I wouldn't call it metal. It's more like jazz, but it's kind of jazz metal. But it's like when I say jazz metal, I don't mean like what, um, what's his name was going from Skolnick from Testament. I don't mean like his kind of jazz metal. I mean, like, and this might be a stretch for some people, but I mean Dillinger Escape Plan sort of stuff. Oh, but, okay. But more listenable for you, you know, because you know I love that kind of crazy stuff. But, it's dude, it's called Rights of Percussion. The opening track is just phenomenal. And and I mean the whole album's great. Like I, I love it. And it's really showcases Lombardo as a drummer. You know, for okay. for anybody who's on the fence, like, hey, is Lombardo one of the greats? Listen to this album. Yeah, he, he really is. You know, he, he can wear a lot of hats and he's a heck of a drummer. Here it is. Writes um up on uh on iTunes Apple, I guess it's called yeah. now. And I haven't been on this in quite a while. And oh yeah, yeah, here it is. Oh, it's good, dude. Right, rights of percussion. I'm gonna have percussion. To... Oh yeah, yeah, because because I wouldn't want just him to grab, you know, uh, some Slayer or Testament worship bands or mu- musicians and well, let's just hash out what I'm good at. Now, let's throw in a cover of Angel of Death in there for kicks too. See, I wouldn't want that. I want, you know, like the way Kurt Hammett, his um, portals, yeah. It, yeah, like like that. that's what I want. When, it, when a band goes solo, give me something different. Okay, that's a than great what you do. description because that's essentially, it, it that's a great description because it's basically portals, but with drums. Oh, okay. Like, like it, it's the, it's the instrumental stuff. It's a little avant-garde. It's obviously, there's more of a driving pulse to it because it's drums, right? Than portals. Port- mm-hmm. Portals really felt like that horror soundtrack and like the ocean. And you just feel like you're kind of floating through stuff like sci-fi stuff. Um, and like, this is kind of the, the, the drum, drum, drum version. Like it's, it really is. It's worth it. It's worth everybody's time. It's really, really good. Right on. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I really dig it. All right. What's What's going on with you, man? Uh, for myself, um, I kind of got a lot, but on the other hand, I don't have very much if that makes any sense because, like like I said, it's it's been a couple weeks since we were on the air now, but I wasn't able to do a uh, whole heck of a lot. Um, I guess maybe we'll kind of start off with some new albums that I picked up. Uh, yeah, we are post, post, you know, 
record store day, but I'm still as as often as I can. I'm trying to get out every week, and I found a couple cool albums here. Remember, in the '80s, hard rock band Heavy Petten. No. Does that ring a bell at all? Okay. No, the only okay. heavy petting that I'm familiar with is uh, the album Heavy Petting Zoo by No Effects. Uh, Still okay. one of the funniest uh, things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, in the, you know, in the mad rush to find the next big thing, the the record labels were all scrambling, you know, for that that hard rock slash hair glam. Okay, and Polygram had picked up Heavy Petten. Okay, and I like I had seen I had seen the albums, you know, advertised in the in the in the music magazines and all that. Saw a couple of them on the shelves even. But you know, you just can't listen to everything. And I never I never picked them up until this week. You can try, you can try. So on my se- at the secondhand shop, uh Planet of Sound, shout out guys. They had the Rock Ain't Dead album, and it's, you know, it's it's basic 80s hard rock and all that, but it's just like, I gotta pick this up. I gotta pick this up. So I did. Another really cool record, Sammy Hagar's um, Live 1980. Okay, and it's... And it, it's, it's basically what it is. It's just a Sammy Hagar live album, you know, from, from that era, I guess... Uh, Fans of today will know this planet's on fire, burn in hell, that, that Megadeth redid of course. And the thing that kind of really, really got my attention is right on the cover itself, not as a hype sticker, not anything like that. Right on the cover, it says, this performance is uncensored and contains adult language, which may be considered offensive. This was pre-tipper days you know (laughs) shall we say yeah yeah it's like wow geez yeah what year did this come out yeah 1983 so yeah it was still kind of pre uh pre that whole that whole era that would have Sorry? been close, though, right? Because it would tip record. Uh, was that 84, 85? 85? 85 was, you know, when she dragged her ass out of the trailer park and figured, hey, I, I've got nothing better to do here, so let's uh, let's start fucking with artists and things that I don't like. Okay, apparently so. trailer parks in Canada are way fancier <laughs> uh, than they are here. <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah yeah but i'm not gonna go into too much into that another really cool record of vinyl that i picked up do you remember the original battlestar galactica you have to oh yeah okay now i've already i've already bought the soundtrack on vinyl you know from the from 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 the original series and all that Found a new one called The Saga of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and, of course, everyone, you know, our, our younger listeners might not remember the original Battlestar Galactica, but might remember the new the new re, rebooted version. Well, it's basically the idea, same idea. Cylons wiped out humanity except for a handful of these ships that are um, on the run, 
you know, trying to find a new home. Well, this album, The Saga of Battlestar Galactica, is more of a uh, a listen a listen along, you know, with some of the music featuring the original cast and narrated by Lauren Green himself. No way. Yeah, yeah. So really super super stoked for that. I had actually gone into old gold vintage vinyl. Shout out guys because I saw on their on their Facebooks that they had a copy of the first Gorilla Biscuits album. Oh no way. Okay, yeah. Now they were going to go on he put it out on the new arrival rack. Friday at noon, I wasn't able to get to Old Gold until Saturday at noon. I walked in, dude, I'm looking for the Gorilla Biscuits. And he said, yeah, I figured the second you walked in, that's what you were going to ask. Well, (laughs) sorry. Sorry, that was the first album I sold Friday afternoon. And already we've only been open for a couple hours here now. You're the 10th person today that has asked me for it. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, see, dude, I guess that's the hint. More old school hardcore. You know, it's more biscuits. more stuff like, yeah, more vinyl, Gorilla Biscuits, Madball, Agnostic Front, you know, sick of it all. More of that, dude. Bring it in. I will buy it. Shall we say another really cool album that I also found? Um, and it's 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 not on vinyl; it's on CD right now. But you're a Star Wars fanatic, a little bit, yes. Yeah, yeah. You remember Shadows of the Empire? Oh, was that the book? Okay. It it was it was just a novel, and then they had a spinoff video game, and they actually had uh, I think they had some toys. They had everything. But a movie. And okay. to this day, I, I still don't understand why they didn't at least make it an animated movie. You know, but hey, there's always there's always time. Disney's going to be looking for more Star Wars stuff, and I don't see well, why not. Well, I don't know if this, if it had just left my head or just totally escaped my notice in 1986, but there was a soundtrack album. For a novel and a video game, Shadows of the Empire, music by Joel McNeely. I, I actually bought that because um, uh, my son really enjoyed listening to it. Ah, we really dug it too. <laughs> okay, normally when we're like my myself and little Snowy, when we're out and about Saturday afternoons and all that, like we're in our car and we don't really listen to very much music you know because while well, we're talking okay because this is our kind of our our time together well mrs snowy is like well here let's slap this cd and i want to hear it now now picture us three three geeks tearing down main street winnipeg the windows roll down to the main theme from Star Wars, Cranky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's Now, normally, like, Cranky music is ACDC, Judas Priest, or the rappers, you know, like that big bass music, boom, 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 whatever bullshit and all that. That's normally cruising music. 
This, not so much. We must have really been, <laughs> been quite a sight. Right on, right on. Before we do get into some cool tunes here, because some cool tunes came across my desk. Well, Isaac Road now. I'm a big boy now. Because I bought, believe it or not, dude, I bought my very first issue. And this magazine's been on the on the uh, racks for years. But I bought my very first issue of Classic Rock last weekend. Wow. This, the, this weekend. Because the cover story is Machine Head, the making, or Deep Purple, the making of Machine Head. Oh, wow, that's good. So I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah, I better I better pick that up. Like I've known this this magazine has been in existence and I've I've kind of hummed and hawed about a couple uh a couple issues. Well this looks really good, but after taxes, it's like twenty bucks. Oh yeah. Here. Like it's super expensive. Like if you were to cut if you were to cut it in half, you know, I would buy this every month. Okay, but I figured, you know what? I'm going to take the plunge. It's got some Led Zeppelin in here as well. I'm kind of flipping through it right now. As you can kind of hear, some stuff on David Crosby who had passed away. Some Bowie. and Talking about the Led, the Let's Dance album, which was really the only Bowie album that I ever owned. And, of course, the... Probably his most famous album, right? Um... Um... His most famous 80s album for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So so I'm 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 stoked. I'm stoked. I haven't got to it yet, but I'm gonna sit down, maybe put the machine head album on, put the headphones on, just kind of you know, block out the rest of the world and give the article the once over and all that. So yeah, yeah, let's get on. With some cool tunes here, May 26th, the new Vomitory record, All Heads Are Going to Roll, is going to drop courtesy of Metal Blade. I gave that a spin, some really, really cool stuff. You like your modern death metal, which I know a lot of our listeners do, so they're probably eager to hear some of that as well. The Mighty Hell Witch have returned their um their heyday would have been in the 80s but they still kind of popped in here and there and all that so after kind of a long layoff june 2nd their uh latest record annihilational intersection drops courtesy of listenable records so i heard those those tracks and it's like okay i think this is something we are going to share with all of our beautiful listeners, so let's get on with that. From the aforementioned New Hell Witch record, this is Delegated Disruption.
that was the new vomitory with all heads are going to roll. And kind of before we get on with the grunt here, I want to say hello and horns up to a good friend of mine, a listener of the show, Laura Smith. Hey, how's it going? Um, she's a big Hell Witch fan. As a matter of fact, years ago, she was dabbling with uh, promoting herself and she brought Hell Witch to her neck of the woods and it's like hey that's really cool so when that song came across my desk i immediately thought of laura and said hey you know what we better give her a shout out when we play this track i think she'd really appreciate that so thanks laura for just being you and all your support with the show we really appreciate it uh we got a lot to talk about here dude um but I figured uh, let's kind of start with, because uh, since we're kind of playing catch up, let's kind of start with the first thing that kind of hit the world first. And that was May the 4th. May okay, the of course, 4th. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be having a little bit of geek talk here. Okay, because like I said, it's one of those episodes where I'm just kicking back, taking the night off. And just and, and just shooting the shit. You're a big Star Wars fan, as we had just said. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So May the Fourth, okay, which is Star Wars Day for all intents and purposes, because May the Fourth be with you. <laughs> okay, and so this has been a this has been a thing going on now. And like I'm I'm a big Star Wars fanatic. I'm a big Star Wars geek. Every time, every year, May 4th, as May 4th is approaching, I'm always saying to everyone, this should be a paid holiday for all Star Wars fanatics. Like, it should. You know? <laughs> you know? And, of course, I get the resistance from, from other people. It's like, yeah, well, so, okay, but I don't like Star Wars. So does that mean that I don't get a holiday and all that? I'm like, like ah, dude. I see what she did there. The resistance. The resistance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, but I'm like, dude, it's a fucking joke. You know, people just, some people just, if it doesn't affect them or whatever, like they just, they just can't see it. I just want to know who doesn't want to take a day off. Yeah. But it's, but the joke is it's only, it's the day off only for Star Wars. Oh, like a religious holiday. I like well, <laughs> yeah, but everyone seems to get the religious holiday uh, off, well, though. The the mainstream Christian religions, yes, but not mm-hmm. the other uh, religious holidays. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess not. But I'm thinking, like, May the 4th should be a holiday. If you could prove that you are a Star Wars fanatic, you should have the day off. Now, how do you do that? okay. This is this was my suggestion. I got to give a big shout. Out. I'm not going to use his name. Got to give a big shout out and hello to my branch manager at work. Okay, that my Clark Kent job. He is a big geek like us. He loves his Star Wars. There are some days we've spent like a half hour just talking Star Wars. Like whenever a new series on Disney comes in or whatever, and just so. May 4th is always a huge day for us. 
Okay, even though he's kind of a suit and works in his office and all that, he came in with his Star Wars shirt on. Oh, that's awesome. All day. Yeah, yeah. Now, normally, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't do that, but this is kind of a special day. Well, I was joking around with him saying, you know what? You and I should have the day off with pay. Okay, big laugh, big laugh. The, the ladies in the office right beside us, not so much. They didn't quite get the joke and uh, <laughs> and all that. So I was like, if we could do this, I actually have a way, okay, and no company would agree to this, okay, but what you do in order to get the um, the day off, and I've given this some thought. In order to get that day off with pay, May the 4th, you get a guy like me, okay, and I will come up with 10 questions, okay, and anyone that wants to attempt to get May the 4th off with pay has to pass this test with at least an 80% or more, okay, I will ask the 10 questions, and I would supervise the, um, the, the, the people taking the tests. That way, you know, because you could Google anything, you know, like, and that's lame. Like, that's lame. I know, like, when I'm at work and you, um, you hear, well, we got a trivia question. First person that calls in with this answer, you know immediately 99% of the people went straight to their phone to Google the answer. Oh, yeah. That's and, that's well, that's boring. I hate that well, so much. And the funny thing is, back in the day, you either knew it or you didn't. Or you didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was no fucking Googling and all that. And it was fun. You challenged yourself. Yeah. And it's just, I just think, you know, the, the, the Google generation, patent pending on that, got <laughs> copyright depending on that the 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 google generation i i think they lost you know they don't see the excitement in uh trying to figure out something for yourself like mentally especially when it comes to stuff that you enjoy you know they can't like you know what i'm saying and i'm sure most oh, yeah. m most of our listeners do and all that so what i would do is I'd be there to supervise. And, like, not everyone in a big company is going to bother anyways. But those few, yeah, I'll take a couple minutes out, especially on company time, to uh, <laughs> to supervise the taking of the test. I'll grade them. If you get 80%, you have the day off. If you don't have, you know, 80%, well, sorry, I'm going to keep this pretty... Uh, you know, keep the standards very high because it shows how much of a Star Wars fanatic you are and shows that you deserve that day off. Now, I wouldn't do something stupid like, you know, what was said, page 257 of the Ahsoka book, you know, <laughs> chapter five. Like, I wouldn't do anything stupid like that. It was just knowledge, common knowledge for a Star Wars fanatic. Yeah, everyone knows who Han Solo and Darth Vader is. You know, but if you start getting into, you know, 
you know, a little deeper dive. And if you can do this with your own gray matter, I think you deserve the day off. Like the uh, chemical formula for carbonite. <laughs> or, or at least what are kyber crystals? You know, it's like stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. You know, like that only a fanatic is going is going to get. So that was that was kind of my work related contribution to May the 4th. What did you do like for that day in general? Well, so first <coughs> is Hallmark a thing up there? Hallmark cards, Hallmark mm. stores. Stores, yes. Okay. Cards, yes. And that fucking channel and all those all those TV movies that Mrs. Snow enjoys so much because her and her mother, like they both, they enjoy Christmas movies. Oh yeah, likewise. Yeah, if you if know? I ever make it up there, Mrs. Snowy and I can talk about our favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh please, please, you guys can watch Hallmark Christmas movies, and I'll go to Bulldogs. It'll be a great time. <laughs> yes, yes. Take her off my hands for a while. <laughs> unless, anyway. unless, yeah. unless with these Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, I've checked out. He's like, Mrs. Snowy's like, ah, I want to watch this movie. (sighs) Okay, fine. And then I find out as I'm looking at the credits. Oh, Tyler Lee is in this. Oh, Erica Durant is in this. Okay, I'll watch this. (laughs) And it's like, ah, oh yeah, some hot chick is in it. So now you'll watch, right? Well, fuck yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying no to that. Yeah, well, it's it's fun (laughs) when, like, actors and actresses we know from sci-fi. Like, um, one of the Christmas movies that I really enjoy, and it might be another one he's in, but one of my favorite Christmas movies, it has Mark Blucas. Uh, or from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, yeah. And because I remember, I'm like, that guy looks really, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's him from Buffy. And mm-hmm. so already I was going to like it no matter what. Right. And then, I, you know, of course, I, then I end up enjoying it even more. So yeah. But anyway, the point is Hallmark stores do ornaments every year. Ah. And, you know, we started back in the 80s. My mom and I, you know, started collecting the different Hallmark ornaments when they only used to put out like one or two a year, different ones. And and this has since grown into an insane, huge business for them. Um, the fans and followers of it are rabid. You know, it's it's almost like like uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids every year for ornaments, <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, so. You know, they do various, like, old franchises, film franchises. So they've had Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, Last year, you could get the 16-bit Sega Genesis ornament with Sonic the Hedgehog in it. Like, the game console. You know, like, Mm -hmm. cool stuff like that, right? And so my mom had been purchasing for me, over a series of years, um, a wreath to display them all, but then a ship, it was all these different Star Wars ships. Ah. And it started because uh, they were going to have the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, Mom, I, I have to have the Falcon. Like, the Falcon of course. is the Falcon. Yeah. You know? um, and so she ended up collecting all those. And then the last time she was down here, she, um, her and my daughter put the wreath together for me. 
and it lights up. You plug it in. There's all these lights. You push a button. It's all this movie dialogue. Like, it's fantastic. So for May the 4th, that was hung on the door to my office, and it was lit up all day. <laughs> um, and I especially wanted to do it this year because just in December, I had a co-worker pass away who was mm-hmm. a huge Star Wars fan. I think I talked about it on the show. But um, he, yeah. he went by the Instagram handle Hairless Wookie, and he was just oh. a massive Chewbacca fan. Okay. Uh, so, of course, you know, I want to make sure I had that lit in his honor as well for May the 4th this year. Very nice. I like I like stuff like that. Yeah, so that was really the extent of it. Like, I, I don't even think I watched anything new. Have you watched The Mandalorian? Did you finish the, the third season? Yep. And? Yeah, yeah. And I like where they're going, how they're going. Like, this is going to have some impact on the sequel trilogy. I think they're kind of building they're they're kind of build building up to that. I can't believe like you actually have people like I understand people not liking the sequel trilogy because I really wasn't too thrilled about it. And like a lot of people don't like the prequels yeah. either. Okay, if you're one of those Star Wars fanatics where, oh, Mandalorian's no good, Obi-Wan sucked, uh, you know, Bad Batch. I don't understand how you could say that about either of those two things. Any of those, yeah, and or and all that. Okay, you're just looking, you know, you're just getting, you're just trolling then. If you as a Star Wars fan, yeah, if you as a Star Wars fan don't appreciate anything other than the original trilogy... You know, then you're just you're just trying to you're intentionally being that way. And I have a feeling that these these trolls deep down, these gatekeepers and all that, they probably love everything. But keyboard warrior bullshit. Yeah. You know, and just like, ah, and when you try to gatekeep me. okay, and I've 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 had experienced this you know with these younger star wars fanatic they want to gatekeep me and i'm like listen buddy don't okay 1977 i was there okay (laughs) and i can tell by your profile picture you weren't okay so you take your shit elsewhere because it's not flying with me yeah yeah i just don't understand Dude, I'm with you. And, and yeah. like, because there are people that, that were given crap for like Jack Black and Lizzo. I'm like, I think it was fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. I, had, I had zero problem with Lizzo. Yeah. None whatsoever. Um, Jack Black's always a great time. Oh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Like, I, I feel <laughs> like they keep getting, like, the, the people that are coming into The Mandalorian are the people that loved star wars as a kid and have always wanted to be in that particular yeah yeah or in case like christopher lloyd yeah they were a little bit older but i'm willing to bet that he has nephews nieces kids that you know kind of kind of got gotten into it and you know like who you know you ewan mcgregor himself his uncle played uh Oh, shit. The brain fart. 
he survived the uh, Wedge, Wedge Antilles. Really? So the the actor who played Wedge Antilles is uh, Ewan McGregor's uncle. Now I had no idea. If like uh, so, I have I have no doubt that people might go, oh, you know, nepotism. No, he's an awesome actor, and I have no doubt he was a huge Star Wars fanatic. Yeah, he, he you know? cut his teeth doing other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's always going to be forever known as as young young Obi Wan. Uh, which which oh, um, on my uh, radio station that I listen to at work every afternoon, Mister Radio Man he throws something out there for what they call the big dumb debate. Okay, right? and they want. They want people, he wants people to call in and they'll record you and put you on the air, you know, for whatever question. And normally it's bullshit, like your favorite hot sauce, your favorite kind of sandwich, you know, just mundane bullshit. Because, like, there's just a bunch of mundane people listening to commercial radio. Right. Okay. This come May the 4th, the question... If you were to go into battle with any Star Wars character, okay, who would you want backing you up? <coughs> okay, so I'm just going to quickly throw that out to you. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, which which character would you want on your side? I would want a Wookiee. So either Chewbacca or the Wookiee in the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, right. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because that because when <laughs> when that guy shows back up, he's like, "Wow, our Wookiees yeah. badasses." They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cons considering all they went through, you know, <laughs> being slaves to the Empire and you know, and fighting f fighting for their freedom and all that, it's just absolutely fantastic. For myself, I gave Mister DJ Man a call, and I I I got through. And I said, man, I want that young Obi-Wan Kenobi from the uh, from the Clone Wars TV series. He was a total badass. Yeah. Like, he, he himself, like, he took on Darth Maul and Darth Savage, like, his brother. Like, he took them on himself, you know, in, in, a, in a lightsaber duel. And then when you... When you get into Rebels, he has, you know, he's the one that he has, he has to face Maul again. And Mr. DJ Man had made the point of, of, of telling me that, that okay, Obi-Wan is the one out of all the characters that have gone through the most shit. You know, from the, from the he's the one that has had to fight the hardest. Yeah. All the, all the way through the prequels. All the way through the Clone Wars, all the way through Rebels, and now the Obi-Wan series. It's like, it's no wonder by the time we got to A New Hope, like, he just, he gave up, you know? It's like, I've, I've lived a lifetime more than, you know, anyone, any hundred people have ever seen. <laughs> and, all, and all that. So I totally get when he's talking. I didn't get it as a kid. But I totally get now, you know, him sacrificing himself, you know, so Luke and the Millennium Falcon could get off the Death Star. Yeah. What a badass.
What a total badass. Uh, along that same lines about, you know, everything he went through and then he just dies. Um, have you seen the meme going around that says, now that I'm a parent, I understand the scene where Yoda just gets so tired of answering Luke's question and just dies. <laughs> and just dies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've seen that. Like, yeah. I'm so hard on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I like to bug I like I like to bug my wife because she's she's big on the Marvel movies and so am I. Okay. And like Thanos. Okay, when he when he got the glove and he did the snap. Yeah. Man, if 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 that was Obi-Wan, you know, he wouldn't have Thanos wouldn't have time to snap his fingers. Obi-Wan would have had that lightsaber out, zing, hand right off record time and then he would have chopped Thanos' head off with the lightsaber done good meme like like that's that's how you end the movie (laughs) we wouldn't even have to gone through all the crap and the same thing with vader you know like vader would have did the same thing but that's i also like to bug my wife by saying um like clark kent superman Hey, Bruce, Diana, uh, all they had to do was take his glove off. What? Really? Hey, Diana, all they, all they had to do was take his glove off. That's it? Dude. Oh, it. Yeah, but if it's a DC movie, they're going to, um, <coughs> you know, cut to five different plots that are completely unrelated. <laughs> and then say, okay, now the movie's over. Like, have you seen Black Adam? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Dude, like when, because I'm watching it and then he says Shazam. Like, what, what, no, this isn't Shazam. What the fuck? So I had to go Google all that. I'm like, I'm still not 100% sure what's happening. (laughs) Hey, well, go, go, go back and give it another, give it another whirl. Oh, I have. Like, like I've I've watched it like twice now. Like, this this is another, um, Oh, what was the the Ryan Reynolds? This is another Green Lantern where I still don't have have any idea what happened. <laughs> I got to go back times. and give that. Yeah, yeah. I personally think that's a pretty underrated movie. Like it gets a lot of flack. See, I, I I think the problem is that they just don't. I I think they just don't know how to edit movies. Like I think they are so used to telling these epic stories over so many different books. And, and not even just like, let's you know, say it's a 12 book series, but 12 book series through 12 different titles. Mm. You know, like, I think they're so used to that. And, and they weave these amazing journeys that when they comes to like writing a film, they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And they can't put it in two hours. Cause what, let's face it, dude, Wonder Woman 84, that's a shit show. Um, yeah, when I, I like when we, we went to the theater for that and I was, I was psyched like Wonder Woman. She's my jam for sure. Like she's been a huge fan all my life and I loved the first one and I loved Gal Gadot in, uh, in Dawn of Justice and then the Justice Leagues and all that. I still loved her in, in 84. It was just, yeah, but it's just, yeah, yeah. I kind of left and I've, I own it. I own it on DVD. But I just I haven't got to playing it yet, you know. You know, I saw it once in the theater, and I'm kind of like, ah, that might be it for me. I'm excited for a new one, though. 
no word, no word on anything. But I'm yeah. You know. I mean, we'll see. Like, I think she had a cameo in the in the latest Shazam. Like, I think, okay, I think I Shazam has been the only um, DC movie in a long time that I sat down, watched it start to finish. And I'm like, wow, this is great, and I understood everything. Ah, uh, you didn't. That wasn't the case with Aquaman. Okay, nope, I take it back. You're right. I love Aquaman. <laughs> yep. That seems everyone seems, you know, to be giving the DC movies a hard time and and all that. And I and I understand people might be all Superman out, people might be all Batman out, although you wouldn't know that with the Batman movie and all that. So yeah, when but the Aquaman movie, the Wonder Woman movie went through the roof, and that made me think, okay, people aren't all Aquamaned out. They're not all Wonder Woman out. This is these are the characters they want to see. It was the same thing with the Black Panther movie over in Marvel there. Yeah. You know, we've seen, you know, all the all the Thor movies, we've seen Captain America, we've seen Iron Man, we've seen the Avengers and all that. By the time they got to a Black Panther movie, that was something everyone was gnawing at the bits yeah. over. And, it was and that's that's what DC has to do. They have to you know, and they, I thought they were successful with Black Adam. They were certainly successful with, uh, with Shazam, but just in breathing, getting new stories and new DC characters out there to a wider audience. It can be done. Well, I think they need to take the Marvel approach and they need to stop making Batman movies and Superman movies. They need to stop. Uh, yeah, from from the Justice League storyline, you know, like that started with Man of Steel, and I guess it's going into, I guess the last one was was Shazam. You know how you have the Avenger movies and all that. Well, it's the same thing with the Justice League. Now, you want to make a movie like the Batman that's not canon to the Justice League films. I'm all for that. Because that movie was fantastic. Yeah, I can't like, bring myself that to was, watch it. That was that was definite. That's definitely a grown-up movie for. That's not a movie for kids, you know. But I I am all for that, and they've already announced a sequel, and uh, I'm all for the Batman too, for sure. Because it's a it's a different slant, and it's new life yeah, on an old favorite character. I'm just tired of hearing about Batman. Uh, well, no, that's that's how fair. many that's times fair. have we made Batman a Superman movie <coughs> since the eighties at this point? Yeah, you know, yeah. well, give there it a was rest. like 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 think, was, think yeah. about it. If Marvel would have tried to make another Spider Man instead of Iron Man, we they wouldn't have the Marvel universe. Right? You're right. Because You're right about they, that. They made yeah. three Spider-Man movies. We're like, oh god, these are terrible. Organic web shooters. Fuck you. You know. Oh, that's. Um, a... <laughs> oh no, I I will I, I I will wave that flag. Like I I I have huge problems with the way they took that character because they lost the essence of the character with the organic web shooters. Um, and we 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 can make this a whole other episode, but. Like, you had that. You had the Fantastic Four. They took all their most popular characters. The X Men. The X Men movies were good, you know. But I was yep. ready for for those to to end, you know. And I and I also I enjoyed like new you know new class and the apocalypse and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, but, um, me too. 
But when Marvel came out with Iron Man, who gave a crap about Iron Man? Nobody. No one, no one. And it became a household name, like, almost overnight. Yeah. And those movies were all incredible. The character development of Tony Stark was phenomenal. And I also did not give two shits about Captain America. And after I saw that movie, I'm like, that's the best fucking movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Holy cow. Like, wow. You know? And, like, I, I had zero desire to see the Avengers. Could not care less, you know? All right. A friend, a friend of mine, and her, and her um, husband, we all went because we're like we're traveling for work. He came in to visit her because we were there for a couple weeks, so we all went out and saw a movie. And I was like, "Holy crap, is this amazing!" Mm-hmm. And and I was in at that point, like, cause, and and it was the way they developed the characters, the writing, the story, the way they took things around, and. They just have not been able to do that consistently with DC. Because you're right. Aquaman's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely loved it. I'm like, give me give me more of that. You know? <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Like every every superhero movie like I'm gonna try to get to. You know, I'm talking about the Morbius movies. We we took that in. We did miss Black Adam in the theater. Um, we haven't got to the new Guardians yet, but ho- hopefully we sh- we will see. Like, I will see them all, and I will enjoy most of them. So, br- yeah, b- bring them on. Like, when I first saw the first Ant-Man movie, I said to myself, there is no way. When I discovered Ant-Man as a kid in the 70s in the Avenger comic books, there was no way that you were we were ever... Going to see an Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Never. No way. I didn't even think there was ever going to be, you know, six other Star Wars films. And then everything that we got on TV, you know, off off, off the Disney. Joke. I, 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 there is no way we were ever going to get that. Oh, yeah. You know, because the technology just wasn't there for, like, to put it on the printed page is one thing. To get it on celluloid, that's a whole other ball of wax. But right now, like, I'm... Maybe because I'm not jaded, because I'm still I'm still loving this, okay? Because this is stuff that I never thought we would get, okay? And if you're kind of younger or you're not really, you know, all in like I am, you might be a little more critical, of all of of all this stuff. Well, but that's you know. It's just the fact that they just keep trying <laughs> and failing. It's like you know what? Like just stop for a little bit. Like just 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 try something else. You know, like like and another example for Marvel was the Hulk movies. That first Hulk was just terrible. I don't care. What okay, which says. okay which which one? The Marvel can with Eric Bana. Yeah. That one. Okay. The one, the one that's yeah. basically shot like a comic book. Yeah. And that with has the comic giant panels. dog. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah. And Nick, Nick, right. Okay. Yeah. And that's then, that's not that's not Marvel canon though. No. Well, no. But I mean, then they tried again with with um, Ed Norton, and 
I love Ed Norton, but honestly, he was not as good a Bruce Banner as. Marvel no, he was he was horrible. Like that, the Incredible Hulk, the Marvel canon movie, was yeah. fantastic. He was the shits. Liv Tyler was the absolute shits, as as Betty Ross. But it was it was a much superior movie. The only thing I didn't like about that movie is that didn't look like Abomination. You know, and now we've they've updated Abomination on the um on She Hulk. On the She Hulk series, yes. If you would have taken that abomination and put it in, you know, had made it look like like what we got with Incredible Hulk, perfect. Would have been amazing. That's nitpicking. Though. But no, you're you're right. Like yeah, dude, I, I, I love Hulk. Like, I love She-Hulk, and so many people dogged on that, and I love how we've made such a great segue into Free Comic Book Day. Yes. You know? <laughs> but, like, so many people dogged She-Hulk, and I, like, when they relaunched that series, I started reading the, the books, I'm like, I fell in love with it right away. And mm. I love that series. Uh, for me, this, this wasn't the She-Hulk that I knew. Okay, um, the She-Hulk that I knew was the first season in the seventies. Like when they made like, you know, the savage sea of she Hulk, what the inspiration for the series, what they were drawing on happened about 10 years later. And it was a very different she Hulk than from what I knew, you know, when she was part of the Avengers and, you know, she was basically the Hulk, but, but female. And so then I'm like, what, what the fuck's going on here? This is not the she Hulk that I know and love, but Okay, I'm just going to have to go with this. And there were some ups and downs, but for the most part, I'm glad I watched it. You know, it's it's not my favorite series, but, you know, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the ending with the, you know, some of the, uh, yes, yes, the Feige the, the oh, and all that. Like, it, it, like, that's the type of humor that I enjoy because that's something you would have to know from behind the scenes. Yes. You would have to know who Kevin Feige is in order to totally get that. And chances are about 90% of that, of the people viewing this has no idea who Kevin Feige is. Yeah. It's, and I've said this before with the Marvel movies, the vast majority of the people watching all the Marvel movies never read a comic in their life. Oh yeah. You know, because that's also you why can't work. Right, right. Because they're not catering to you and I. They're catering to Joe and Jane Average. That's why they're, you know, that's why they're so successful. And successful creatively enough in my eyes. You know, so, yeah, I, I really can't complain. Yeah, I, dude, I just thought it was really good, you know. But so mm -hmm. since since we're here, free comic book day, which pick up? <laughs> well, I remember was it last episode where we kind of went where we where we went on the website, yeah, and and saw we we basically did what we do with the uh, with rec with with record store day where we go on the website and we find you know choose this. The stuff that we're looking for. I think I did pretty damn good, actually. Yeah. Um, our first stop, and this was last weekend, 
as we speak. Our our first stop was Galaxy, Galaxy Comics. I've mentioned them on this show before. It's one of our favorite places. We're there every Saturday at about 11:30 a.m. They open they 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 open up at 11. We go and we go pick up a little snowy and then we make the drive to the to the shop. Okay, there are some of their employees Okay, and this has happened before where we didn't make it in on Saturday. We just had other things going on. We walk in. Employees go, where were you guys last week? I love that. We didn't We didn't even see you. It was so weird. You guys weren't in. Or then, or if we don't make it Saturday, but we show up Sunday and they have to do a double take. Oh, I thought, oh, when I saw you guys. I thought for a split second it was Saturday. <laughs> no, I had to remind myself it's actually Sunday. Why are you guys here now? Where were you yesterday? And that's a good feeling, you know. And I I get that with the with with my record shops as well. Like if if I was to go a, a, a couple weeks without going into like Planet of Sound, hey man, we were getting concerned. There is is everything okay? It's so good to see you and all that. So we kind of get that. We we we, we kind of get that with the comic shops. We were there shortly after eleven. Okay, and the lineup just to get in. Okay, and now I guess we should probably say what what exactly free free comic book day is, is where they have a a, a new where the various different comic companies have uh, special titles. For free on that day. The idea is to get people into the comic book shop. Get these free comics. Oh, maybe I'll have a look around. Maybe check out the new releases. Oh, man, when I was a kid, I used to read Spider-Man. I used to read Archie's. Let me go and have a look. Do you have any Archie's? You know, like, that. that that's the idea. Now, we're going to be there regardless. Okay. But... It's free comic book day is just like record store day for us as well. But when we got there, which was shortly after opening time, like I said, there was a lineup just to get in because you have a capacity, a fire capacity. You can only have so many people in. They had they had they had one of the employees when when people would leave. Okay, the next three people come on in. So we had a little bit of a wait, which is fine because that means the store is hopping. The only problem with that, though, is that's great for the store. <laughs> but for Snowy, I don't want the place hopping. You know, I don't want to be knee deep in kids running around and all that. Now, part of me is like, okay, this is great. Kids are getting all excited about comics and all that. Uh, but another part of me is like, ah, oh, I just, I, I, I don't like to be around if it's not a concert or a sports event. Like, I, I, I hate being in the shopping malls at Christmas time. You know, if it's just a little too people-y. <laughs> and, <laughs> and with, with, comic book day just like record store day like you can't uh you can't really socialize with with the clerks like we do every saturday well we well we can't do that we got to get our shit and get out because 
they're super busy. They don't have time to hang out with us as much as they would want to. So we basically got in there, navigated through the humanity. Upstairs, though, there was um, uh, a local artists that were also doing a YouTube channel called Desolate Souls. You know, and they have their own stuff coming up and all that. We decided to, to go upstairs. One of the artists, you know, was selling some of his... Uh, his original pictures and Mrs. Snowy loves Nightwing. You know, Nightwing is oh, yeah. like, uh, yeah, well, she absolutely loves him. I think she's just got the hots for him just in general. She just won't admit it. And then that's fine. Okay. Um, she found this artist drew an awesome picture of Nightwing that he was selling and uh, she just had to have it. So she was all smiles. I took a picture of her with the artist and the, with the picture and all that. that. That was absolutely fantastic. But we basically just had to get our shit and get out of there. And we had a, you know, a stack of other comics that we were buying anyway, anyway because every, every Saturday, you know, we have, we have a shelf, okay, where they know... Okay, this title is coming in, this title is coming in, this, you know, we, we think they might like this, this comic, we'll put it on their shelf and all that. So we have a, we have a little pile every Saturday. So we had our pile, I found out a couple other cool comics, and then, yes, I made my way looking for the freebies. I think I did pretty good. I found one, two, three, four, five, six of them. This wasn't only just from Galaxy because they said, you know, only, please, only two, two comics per person. That's to stop people from grabbing a handful of them and then trying oh, yeah. to eBay them. You know, okay. Now, I could have grabbed one of each, you know... And they wouldn't have said boo, but I don't, that would be like lying, you know, and I don't, I don't lie. I haven't told a lie basically since I was a teenager. Okay. So I just kind of grabbed a couple of those titles from there. We made our way to 204 comics as well. They had some of the other titles still available. Thank goodness. And, uh, they had some sales going on and various different stuff. So we bought some stuff there. So it worked. The idea of free comic book day, even though that's every Saturday, it worked, you know, in this, in, in the snowy white household. Um, as you will, will recall, I got super stoked for Tom Holland's fright night. Okay. I found that. Yep, Which I picked that one up too. Fright Night is um is its own comic book series now. They're I about saw that. yeah yeah. I guess it's about episode episode. It's about issue three they're in now. Okay, and so yeah, I was gonna be picking that up regardless. And this special issue, you know, looks looks really cool. Looks, looks really cool. So 
like I haven't gotten into because I got a stack of other comics. I haven't gotten into the uh, the the free comic books there. So yeah, Fright Night because I'm a big fan of the original 80s 1985 movies. One of my all time favorite movies. I was totally psyched about this. Uh, another one that I on the must have list was the Archie Horrors: The Cursed Library. I found that. Have you done one yet? Um, no, I'm kind of flipping through it now, but I think it's, uh, it's a compilation of other stories Yeah. from, uh, from the oh, Archie's so for, so yeah, yeah. Fun. And, uh, one of them was the Betty final girl comics, yes. which, oh God, the concept of Betty Cooper as the final girl. Like, oh my God, as a horror film fanatic, like that's, that is so cool. And just the Archie horror series, just in general. And like that, that in the TV series, the, the, the Riverdale and Sabrina, I've now fallen back in love with the original Betty and Veronica, the, the old school, wholesome, you know, stories and all that. Like I, I buy the digests. Every month, the world of Betty and Veronica, you know, so still, still a big fan. Um, uh, the other one, uh, the Dawn of DC, the special edition for Night Terrors. Oh, now, this, one. this Night Terrors series is going to be a, uh, a, a whole series, you know, with the, um, Pretty much the entire DC universe, but with a horror slant. You're like me. You love horror films. You're like me. You like DC. You have to get in on this Night Terror series, which I'm definitely... It hasn't... We haven't got any of the issues up here. But basically, it's going to be all the Marvel characters with their own, with their own creep show edition, shall we say. So, yeah, so I'm so looking forward to that. Still, after all these years, a big fan of Red Sonia. As you will recall, um, we talked about it last issue. There was a you know, there was a free uh, a free title, you know. And now Sonia is just is Red Sonia is this huge thing in with with the Dynamite brand. You know, they they have a number of series because I guess they were able to uh, purchase the rights to the character. Just like Marvel did in the 70s when we yeah. were kids. You know, I think, though, what it was is Marvel used the same uh, look as the original Robert E. Robert e. Howard mm -hmm. creations. So what benefits Dynamite Comics now is they're now able to use the same visually the same Red Sonya that Marvel had because they took it from the original as well. Gotcha. So that was a really smart idea on Dynamite's part. Okay, there's obviously an interest in this character and we can use visually the character that is most widely known. So good on him. Good on him. And I'm still, 
all these years, like I'm really getting into all of the Red Sonia miniseries. And another one here, I'm still not too sure. It's called Marvel Voices, issue number one. Okay, I'm thinking uh, if it's like DC's voices. You know, you're I you know what I'm not I'm not exactly sure the 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 whys and wherefores behind it, but I grabbed that as well. Um the last one was Star Wars, the High Republic Avenger of Adventures. Now Okay, this is I'm not exactly sure exactly what's 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 going on here, but I know the High Republic is its own um, series already because Little Snowy buys it every month and is big on that. We're having a conversation with, uh, I was talking with my daughter. She's about 30 years old now, okay? I was having a conversation with her about Star Wars and all that, and she said something to the effect of, well, when it comes to Star Wars, like, I'm sure you pretty much, you know, you're the man when it comes. I can't remember. I'm just kind of paraphrasing. But I had to disagree with her. I said, yeah, I'm pretty good with all the classic stuff. You know, and then some of the legends, that's not canon anymore. But I, I got to tell you, though, like, when it comes to, like, she reads the novels. Yeah. She reads all the new she reads the cartoon or the uh, the comic series and all that. I really think, in terms of just Star Wars knowledge and being a geek, my daughter has surpassed me now. <laughs> like she has, <laughs> she funny. has. So yeah, when I told her that, like I saw how her her face turned red, like, and she really liked uh, she liked the idea of her dad putting her over like that. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, like the 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 Padawan has sur- has surpassed the master. Shall we say good honor? What what did you find? Well, I didn't pick this one up, but are you familiar with the uh, the Batman Harley Quinn deceased series? You know what? That looked the deceased. It looked like it was so, and like uh, like by the time I kind of got really discovered what it was the series was already off and running and and all that and it looked like oh my god i'm i'm gonna pass on this and i know i shouldn't once they start putting this stuff out in graphic novels then then i think that's when i'm gonna get catch get caught up but but no and i know i should be but i just it's the cover art right and and you would you would get it it would have caught your eye um my my wife is younger than I am by about five years, and you know the five years doesn't make that big of a difference until you get into things like this. Because mm-hmm. I, I picked it up, I'm like, "Honey, do you know what this is?" She's like, "No, I have no idea." I'm like, "Look at it." She's like, "Okay." I'm like, "Purple rain." She's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Prince, purple rain." I have no idea. I'm like, "Oh." So, um. The Batman Harley Quinn Deceased number seven is a war of okay. the gods. The cover is a complete homage to Purple Rain. Oh, okay. See, but, I would have got behind that. 
It's dude, it's fantastic. Like if if you see this one, it, you'll it it'll it'll catch your eye immediately. So so that was one that I took a picture of because I'm just like, oh, this is just so cool, you know. Because the thing is, like, for me, the comics are story and art at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like and I, I just, I, I go for the art. And so, like, non-free stuff, I picked up three or four of the different Godzilla comics. Like, I got the Godman ah. one-shot. I got a Best of Mothra. Um... The Moth Roam was so good. I just finished reading that the other day. And then there's another one I have. I think it's Ibera or whatever. I'm terrible at pronouncing the the monster names. But yeah, I got got like a few of those. Um, My son got a new um, Sonic the Hedgehog comic. Oh, right on. My, My daughter, the poor thing, tries all the time but never finds things she's interested in. But this time... She found an adorable Hello Kitty bag that she picked up. Oh, yeah, and she was so excited. She takes it everywhere with her now. It's like a, uh-huh. like a little backpack kind of thing. But um, we like with the free comics, we did pretty well. Like everybody found things to read. My wife even found things to read, and this is not her scene at all. Right. Um, and we all, you know, I think this is one of the first years we've gone as a family in a long time. Because um, I, I tried when the kids were younger down here, and then we went to a store that was you know, more local to us, and that was just not a great experience. There were like dudes older than me, like scowling at my kids. I'm like, "What are you doing, dude? Like, don't you want these to continue after you're dead?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's the next generation. Yeah, and so the store we went to for this is Captain's Comics. They're the same place that put on the Comic Con that we go to every year, and they they are family oriented, family friendly. Like they've got books for everybody. You know, my wife picked up a couple books, and she told me she's like, "Oh, you got to read this one. This store is so much fun." You know, so I think that that one was the Investigators. You know, ah. she's like tons of puns, all that sort of stuff. But I picked up, like like you, I picked up the uh, Fright Night, which I've read. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I picked up the um, Cursed Library, which I've read. And right the, on. the one I'm still going through is the Mad Balls and Garbage Pail Kids. Right, right, right. You know, I didn't, I didn't find that. Because when we went to 204, they didn't have a limit on what to grab. You know, so I grabbed as many of those titles as I wanted. And there was like some of the kids ones that I just, okay, I'm really not too worried about that. But yeah, you know, between, between the two of them, I think I did quite well. Nice man. Yeah. So sorry. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't see the garbage pail kids. And while that's not necessarily a title that I would pay for and buy every month, it's definitely, if I would have seen it, I would have grabbed it. Oh, yeah. I, I had to. I had to pick it up. Did you see the I Am Stan? No. That's no. the Stan Lee biography graphic novel. Right, That's right. No, unfortunately, I didn't. I would have grabbed that if I had. Yeah. Like, so the story we went to limits you to three. Um, but it's basically three per person. So if we've got, you know, four people in our family, that's 12 comics. Right. Um, so... My son only found two he wanted to read, so I'm like, pick up that um, I Am Stan for me there, pal. There you go, yeah. 
And I, dude, I read that, and that's a fun book. It's really cool, and and it's it's. I really enjoyed it because it also doesn't make Stanley out to be the hero. Like, like uh-huh. it, it's it's pretty real of like you know like when he makes a misstep or something like that. You know, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> right on, right on. Yes, it's definitely something that I I, I want to get on board with. Yeah, some cool stuff. But that's right. everything I picked up, man. Okay, so also so you, you you just had the one the the one shop. Yeah. And, and I was was there a lot of people when by the time you got there? Not by the time we got there. We got uh, going a little late this year, and I was just thankful that they had the comics that they had left. Um, mm-hmm. It it was really coming in waves. Like there'd be times ah. where there's nobody in the store, and then all of a sudden it's like people are. Oh. You know. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I mean, it was like packed to the gills. So, yeah, it was it was definitely good ebb and flow. Um, but these, like I said, these guys do the Comic Con every year. They know uh, how to manage a crowd. Like they're really good at getting people in and out. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. yeah. Then, like like I said, that's that's what we had to go through with Galaxy, like just to. You know, we kind of had a, a bit of a wait to get in, and we got out of Dodge to save space for the net for the for the next person and all that. So, yeah, we had an absolutely fantastic time. I'm glad that you did, and I can't wait. You know, May kicks ass. Yeah. Okay, because we had May the fourth, and then a couple of days later, you have Free Comic Book Day. It's um. My double uh, A team here in Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, next this weekend coming up is opening day as as well. So we're going to be taking in some uh, some live pro baseball as well. May rules, man. It's great. Yeah, we love October. You know, April has Record Store Day, but <laughs> we're going to get to. A lot more. Now, I had some... Look, I'm looking at the clock on the wall here. It's just about time to wrap it up. I did have some actual music to talk to about, but maybe we'll kind of get into that next week if it's a... Uh, if it's uh, if it's still a little relevant. But, hey, I knew... I knew this, this discussion was going to be Geek Talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm good with that. I'm good with that because variety is the spice of life, and I think that a lot of our listeners, you know, are enjoy Star Wars and superheroes and the the fantastic, you know, just 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 as much as we do. So I definitely don't mind. But we should say hello and horns up and drop a track. To, and I'm gonna butcher this. Like I suck at band names too. Like I'm just and yeah, everyone that's been listening to the show for the last 16 years just know how bad it is. But I want to say hello to Strig Empire. Strig Empire, S T R G A M P I R E, like vampire, but with Strig in front of it. And what Strig Empire? did this just this past weekend just a couple days ago as we speak 
they won the Canadian Vakin Medal Battle. Nice. Yeah, yeah, bands from across the country. And we've, over the years, we've gone into this tournament, you know, a little bit in more in depth, especially when Winnipeg had some bands. Like, I remember, I think the last time, like, Winnipeg was involved with this, it was, it, it was the two, it was the two prairies, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. In the finals, there was... Three bands from Winnipeg all had friends of mine in it. And one band from Saskatchewan, which had my cousin in it. <laughs> and it's like, ah, no, no. You know, like, I'm too well connected to these bands. I can't really cheer outright, you know. Well, we have we haven't had a a, a dog in that in that horse or that horse in that race for for quite a while but i'm going to say i'm really stoked for the winners and of course what the idea is you know the vakin medal battle they win a spot at next year's vakin festival nice and strigemeyer string vampire string vampire sorry go to the write up radioactive metal dot 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 org and check out the spelling there um they deserve it great band and good on them for uh taking the prize home so uh i want to drop a track from them uh their latest record one fix nine clouds and six feet deep wow wow that is some heavy-duty stuff. And let's go with the track Dead of Night. Once again, Strig Empire. Great band. Congratulations, guys. Give them hell in Vakken.
Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Hey, dude. Once again, another awesome episode of Radioactive Metal in the can. Great stuff, great stuff. I'm so glad, you know, you had a fantastic May 4th. You had a fantastic free comic book day. We did up here 
And yeah, I can't wait to hear more all about our adventures. Um, the clock on the wall is telling us it's time to bring this crazy train into the station. But before we do, I want to uh, I want to go out like on a festive track. You know, I don't want to do some like funeral doom or or anything like that. I, I want a party tune. Having a couple drinks. I'm going out to the show right from here so i want to keep i want to get the party going right now blood of the sun a couple years back put out a wicked record bloods thicker than love and the single off of that how you remember i just went totally nuts for it we played it on the show i was just Ah, it was one of the best songs from that year. Absolutely amazing song called Keep the Lemmies Coming. <laughs> and like I said, awesome, awesome party song. So we're going to go out on that. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. All episodes past, present, and future can be found there. You can find us anywhere you can find a great podcast, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, any of those places. We triple dog dare you to find us, to not find us, rather, because we're everywhere. Everywhere, um, you bet. At RadMetal666 on Instagram to see pictures of things. Facebook.com slash RadMetal. And if you just want to drop us an old-fashioned email, uh, RadMetal666 at gmail.com. Um, and then we are also on Spotify. And the reason we're on mm -hmm. Spotify is because of the fantastic folks at the Shiny Wizards Network. ShinyWizardsNetwork.com. Um, a whole host of other podcasts are a part of that network, Wrestling Podcast, Lifestyle Podcast. Um, our sister podcasts are Wrestling Night in Canada, where the host mm. looks and sounds a lot like Snowy. Very good looking good guy. Good looking guy. Yeah, Very handsome, good handsome guy. motherfucker. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. And that, that takes us home. Right on, right on. Once again, my friend, thank you so much. And let's do this again in seven days. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a free the fourth issue of Radio Issue. Oh, look what's on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs>